Hi, Jens here. Are you interested in innovation? This might be something for you too. Every Friday, I share the latest innovation articles, ideas, videos, books, podcasts, and more that I discovered during the week in my newsletter, Connect the Dots. If you subscribe, you will receive an email into your inbox every Friday. You can't find the newsletter anywhere else, so you have to subscribe if you want to receive it. Head over to jensheitland.com, scroll to the bottom of the page and sign up. But now, let's get started with the podcast. Hello everyone, this is Jens Heidland. Welcome to another episode of the Jens Heidland Show, where I interview experts from different fields to connect the dots of innovation and entrepreneurship. Today's episode is another Innovation Breakfast Club, where I meet with previous guests to dig deeper into one specific topic. Today's topic is curiosity. Please welcome back to the show, Deborah, Ulrike, and Mercedes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show again. It's great to have you. How are you doing? Good. It's fascinating that we managed to get back on the call, <laughs> even with little changes in the last minutes. Thank you for that. Thank you for the flexibility. So to, today, it's all about curiosity. Let's start super high level. What is curiosity for you? Who wants to start? Okay, Ulrike wants to start. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to be fair, you know, not to be the first all the time. Therefore, um, <laughs> I was waiting. Um, curiosity. So um, to me, curiosity is something we grow up with naturally. This is the way we evolve. We, we become, uh, we, we move from a child to, a, to an adult. So we learn all the time, and I believe this is triggered by curiosity because we want to understand how, how things are functioning, why people behave, how they behave. So I believe it's a natural thing that is within us, and it is a main trigger why we have been growing up. And at the same time, I would say as an adult in my today's perspective, curiosity is something that keeps me on moving that um, triggers me to take new perspectives, to look from different angles, and that helps me to understand things better and uh, often, and hopefully also to find different and new solutions to things. Good start. Let's move on with Deborah. Um, yeah, I can really relate to a lot of points that Ulrike just mentioned. So I think that um, even though, like one thing, um, is that I think even though, you know, curiosity is pretty natural to children, I think that um, it has a potential to, to find a plateau somewhere or to stagnate. Um, and I think that as we grow older, there's, there's something that um, you often have to make the deliberate choice to stay curious and to keep on challenging yourself and I think that um, yeah I do agree 100% with Ulrike that it's you know 
what kind of keeps you to look at things from different angles and to understand uh, perspectives that differ from your own. But um, yeah, I think that um, a very crucial characteristic of it is also that it's not, it does not to everyone um, come naturally on the long run, really. So I think, especially when you turn from a child into an adult, that at some point you have to decide to stay curious. Yeah. Good point. Mercedes. A lot of interesting definitions of curiosity. Uh, of course, I agree with them, but I will pick up one. I will say is the irresistible impulse to understand, explore, to investigate the why, the how, and the what around everything. And I do, I do believe, as uh, Deborah just said, the ghosting phases, when you are a kid, you, you, need, to, you need to just touch and, and feel and taste and mm -hmm. bite and do everything with stuff. And then you become a teenager and then you think that you know everything, so you don't need to be curious because you're on the top of the world and everybody else is just outside. And then you become older and you start to realize, oh my God, I know nothing. <laughs> spark the curiosity and, and the need to keep exploring and more you explore more more curiosity comes out of, of that impulse great start so a couple of topics of course we keep curiosity throughout today um one interesting perspective i would like to dig into is like your personal curiosity and maybe a story or something you relate to something you ex have experienced for yourself on curiosity, with curiosity, and how you have developed it, basically. Shall we keep the same level? Yeah, let's go, Ulrike. <laughs> Actually, what I did when I turned 41, I went back to university. So that was something where, where I felt myself yeah, not to relearn. and I was not questioning everything that I knew. But I needed to understand at one point in my career so much new things are happening. The world is turning and developing so fast. So I felt myself, I want to keep up. So, and of course that's already a big challenge, but I wanted to, to understand what are new tools and methodologies that I can learn to, to have a broader toolkit, you could say. And at the same time, I benefited a lot because in such a school class, you have schoolmates and other students from many, many different um, companies from different um, industries. So, and I was not used at all to find quick solutions, to really look into case studies and to find creative solutions rather quickly. And so I, I could benefit from those different, yeah, you could say life experiences, but also from new input from different companies, from case studies, from people. So it was a totally enriching experience, even though I have to admit, that learning to learn is really hard. And also, of course, I was triggered by curiosity, but what I had totally underestimated, that it takes a lot of discipline as well. Mm. So it's not just fun to learn, of course, one way it is, but it's also sometimes pain to go through something, to really dig deep and to try to understand different perspectives. And probably in my working life before, I had a little, not consciously, but probably I had a little bit, I know my domain, I know my part, you know, I can go on, I can even teach others or help others as a leader. 
to, to grow. But doing the study, I was quite, yeah, you could say it was thrown in my face. No, there is so much more. And it's time constantly, the entire life, not just only with that study, to open up and to constantly learn. And it takes effort, yes. <laughs> Great, thanks for sharing. Deborah, any, any personal perspective from you? Uh, yeah, so after I graduated from high school at 18 years old, I um, decided to go abroad for a year and I went to Tanzania. So I worked there for the Red Cross and that was, I mean, like everything kept you on your toes all the time because there was so many things that I was not familiar with. Mm -hmm. And um, that experience of, you know, engaging with completely different mindsets and cultural values and yeah, just ways of approaching things, you know, just everything. I could go on forever, but um, it really showed me how much I was into like understanding cultures and also in in the like area of communication um, because you really have to engage with the people to to kind of make sense of everything you're experiencing and um, yeah that was for me a giant boost in um, curiosity after my um, you know, those teenage years or at the end of my teenage years where you think you know it all. Um, that was kind of like uh, <laughs> stepping it up a bit. <laughs> I can imagine it's slightly different experience than being in a school in Germany. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Mercedes, what about you? Well, my, my first encounters with curiosity as well, sometimes a very bad end. Uh, I remember being a kid and I have a, a doll. When you move their arm, she changed the face. She could make image with the face. And I was so intrigued how on earth she was capable of blinking and smiling. I went on the floor. He never smiled at me. So sometimes curiosity, it doesn't end in the way you want, but I learned how the doll was working. And then other experience that could be, as, as uh, Ulrike was saying, it, it demands uh, effort, it doesn't come for free, and sometimes it demands courage, courage to try something that could even be dangerous or feel almost uh, impossible to accomplish. So I was wondering how does it feel to be a cloud um, in the sky, so I jumped out of an airplane, of course, with parachute, otherwise I would not be here. And that was an incredible experience as well, the curiosity to feel a completely different environment, to have a reference, how, how easy to float in the air, you know, when you don't have anything around you that remembers you of gravity, because you don't feel it. That was amazing. Probably you asked me if I would do it again, I would say no. <laughs> my curiosity is already satisfied. <laughs> and then other, other part is curiosity around people, you know, People have amazing stories to tell and everybody has a world experience behind them. So one of my favorite entertainment is every time I jump into a ta taxi driver, I say, I'm sorry, I'm car sick. Can I sit in front? Yeah. And then we're chatting all the time. <laughs> and 
discovered a life of people that is amazing, you know, how they came to, to the country where they are, you know, running around their taxi. And most, most of the time ends with pictures of their family, their grandkids, yeah. and sharing an experience of a life worth. So curiosity around people is something that I love. Yeah, great one as well. So let's, let's move into business. So let's start with how do you have, how have you experienced um, curiosity in business? And we can now move towards a normal conversational style. We don't need to have the right order always. So just, <laughs> just, just feel free to build on each other. So what are the different experiences of, of curiosity in business and or not having, like see, seeing it's not working, whatever. So what are your thoughts? What comes to mind when, when you hear that? What comes to, to my mind first is something. Um, who is the enemy of curiosity? <laughs> what needs to happen that, that the company is not curious? And then the first thing that came to my mind is probably routines, mm -hmm. doing the same over and over again. And of course, as we heard already from Deborah, you need to take a decision. You know, you, it takes some effort. What Mercedes just said, it doesn't come for free. Mm. So uh, I was thinking how to infuse curiosity, how to keep an organization moving. And of course, there is many different things to it. But the one thing that I've learned, if you make the mistake and think, oh, I do one event a year, You know, this is then where I force everyone to make group work, to be a little bit creative, even worse, doing role play. You see <laughs> that then people misbehave or they don't understand and then people don't take it really serious. You know, then, then you have groups sitting there. Oh, my God, now I should use Lego serious play. I should paint a picture. And then you see that it doesn't resonate with everyone. So it's very important what I've learned throughout my career that you have regular sessions. Even better if you have a culture that allows people to be curious. But even if you don't have that, it's very important to have different pieces where people constantly reminded to probably take different angles, to learn from different perspectives, to, to be on the move, to have a constant desire for renewal. And um, that can happen with many different tools. You, you can have creative working methods, but something that worked really, really good, what I've learned to transfer the problem. So it's easier for people if you say, okay, we now make the diagnostic on another example, even another company probably, because then people don't take it so personal and they are more open and it's an easier move to allow yourself to look from different angles to find new solutions because you don't blame yourself or you don't say something is not working working well. So transferring a problem is something that works well out of my experience. I believe, uh, I know what you just say, I believe sometimes what stops companies to be curious is the risk associated when you start to explore something that is unknown. Because it's very easy to stay on the things that we know because they are predictable. Um, companies are built over the foundation that um, minimize risk, making sure that you maximize profit. So it's, it's uh, an, an antidote to curiosity by default in, in 
to preserve the status quo of the company. So very often when the companies embark innovation, then they create the space necessary sometimes for allowing exploration, creativity, and the, the ingredient to the source, of course, is curiosity. To be always curious about what is trying to happen around the corner and to have always that mentality of leaning forward to trying to investigate what's trying to happen. And in that, in that way, to anticipate what are the changes that will come uh, in your way. And if you don't cultivate that culture, then change are going to hit you back. Absolutely. So it's, it's, it's also a little bit uh, what, what is then fostering such a culture, something that, that also helps people to stay agile or to, to stay, yeah, let's say in a flow is job rotation. And this is also something where people probably would say, oh, no, I, I like to know my job. I not, <laughs> like to know my domain or my arena, but probably pushing ourselves also a little bit out of the comfort zone getting a wider spectrum helps quite a lot. Sometimes you don't need to go so far that you change the whole world, you can do internship. Yeah. Like one week in another department, yes. Uh, yeah. and get another perspective and be curious yeah. how, how did they look. Sorry, the word. Probably no a softer version. <laughs> um, so I think that one factor that might also be relevant um, is that if you set yourself a goal and that is what you work towards once you've reached that you can get lazy like because you you can go like okay so I've reached my goal I think that a lot of people work towards goals or a lot of organizations work towards goals instead of um you know taking the journey to get there kind of as as the main um project really to uh kind of you know stay on your toes and uh to be able to respond to challenges things happening things coming in um that's also something that i think might be relevant in creating a culture that fosters curiosity absolutely like out something very important and is when people like individuals or companies as, as a collective have a purpose driven vision the vision is something you never reach yeah. by the fault is, is aspirational and inspirational and it puts the arena uh, for people trying to do a little bit better to go forward to scroll more never be satisfied on the status quo so as an individual to have as well, you could like describe in terms of purpose, a vision will keep you here. I'm sure about it. Mm -hmm. That links also a little bit into having this inclusive culture where, where you constantly invite people to take part in the solution finding or even in the strategic description, you know, where should we go? What should we do? And I think that today, anyhow, more and more, the workforce is requesting such an open culture and um, if there are still companies with a very uh, yeah old school way of leading I think they just miss out and today's fast moving world requires to to invite everyone to take part and that then also helps because people are constantly 
invited to to learn and to describe a bigger agenda than their own own piece of work so to say so that yeah, well, helps us also to be creative absolutely 100% agree and and Deborah and I have been on a call today with uh fairly conservative industry, which is the real estate retail industry, mm -hmm. um, where this way of thinking is not the norm yet, like, like, like you explained, Ulrike. And, and we, we have seen that there, there's like still quite a gap towards, hey, let's, let's have, a, have, have the same thinking towards something. And then if we, if we link that back to curiosity, you basically, you, you push it down because you're not enabling the people to be open and share their thoughts and uh, really collaborate in, in the way to solve a problem or to do something in a different way, because it's just not working in the hierarchical way where the CEO, the executive management, the management in general is setting a direction. Everyone has to follow it rather than, like you said, inspiring the people to, hey, how do we get there? Let's figure it out together. I would like to ask Deborah from, from a young thinker perspective. So if, if uh, a company uh, would be looking into, hey, how, <clears throat> sorry, how can we attract a young thinker like yourself from a curiosity perspective? What would they need to provide to, to someone like you? Um, so I think that it's, it would be really helpful if young thinkers or young people um, would be listened to a little more. I think that it's really difficult when you are new to the job market to be actually, um, you know, actively contributing to decision-making processes and organizations. And I think that, um, you know, just be given that space where I know like, okay, so I, I can um, like say my opinion and it is going to be heard. I think that it really does help you to, to be willing to, you know, create more thoughts on, on what might be relevant and also to, to dig into that a bit and to to get more engaged with with the company itself uh, and it's like vision and um i think that that would be um something yeah that would be really really cool if if that was possible or enabled a little more by uh, people in leadership positions i think what, what you say sorry is, is very important deborah and um being heard and wanting to take part is actually now something that requires everyone. So if we see the entire workforce from our young starters to the ones approaching pension, everyone is requesting to take part and to be heard. And I think that there is many opportunities through workshop formats. So even if a company don't have that culture today, I'm 100% convinced you can learn that. Yeah. Exploring together to find the solution. And if you have, let's say, sessions, workshop formats on a regular basis, if this is facilitated in a right way, everyone is not even heard. Everyone is also invited to take part because yeah. no one holds all the answers today. Mm -hmm. Nor yeah. the management, nor, nor the employees. We need each other 
to build, to learn, and to grow. And I think curiosity is, is just a great door opener to, to let us explore that space. How can we do things smarter, better, more efficient, you name it. Yeah. But I think as well, there is an element about curiosity to, to give the courage to the, you can say, the top level of the company to show vulnerability. Because it's expected from leaders that they have the answers. It's expected from leaders that they point the direction, have everything figured out. Mm. It is not true. At the end of the day, they are as human as everybody else, and the world has become so complex. You need a diverse mindset and a diverse experience to be creative, to be innovative. And sometimes what is lacking is the, the humbleness and then show vulnerability and ask for help and ask for input and be willing to be criticized even in a constructive way, and recognize, wow, their ideas were much way better than mine. Yeah. And that's okay. So what, what are your thoughts on how a company could, could try to explore that? Let's say they find out, it's like, yeah, maybe we're not there yet. What, what are different tools? What are different ways of thinking, different ways of working to get towards that directive? So I think one thing that I've just said is facilitated workshops where you probably you can try and explore a little bit where you bring together independent of departments or whatever different people from different parts of a business, different age groups so that you have a very good representation and you start to explore, for example, doing an analysis together. Where are we today? Hmm. What are the strengths? What are the weaknesses? What are the opportunities out there? What are the threats? So you try to work that out together. And by that, you start already a conversation, even within this situational analysis. Hmm. Or you could take your business plan or your strategy as a basis and to say, dear people, if we look on that, is there anything we are missing or we would do different today? So having a true and meaningful conversation and not a fake event. Yeah. Or sometimes you have those fake events, you know, and then there is a group doing something, but then later on the management is not taking care of it. So, and of course, we people recognize that quite quickly and then you lose it. So you need to truly work with it and to reconnect. And another thing that I just wanted to add here, because people sometimes think, oh, you know, we want to get started. And the first thing we do is we build a fancy office. You know, like in Google, we now have swings and colorful <laughs> walls and billboards. But if the culture or what Mercedes said before, if there is no humbleness and true willingness and commitment, this environment doesn't help. Yeah. So start with that you truly want to engage with your people and then you can just start it. Yeah, take it from there. Another while it more um, as a structure as well, uh, it could be very, very powerful, I believe, is being transparent and, and open. I mean, everybody has department meetings where the, the same department is discussing among them the, the agenda. What if you invite people to the department meeting to say, what do you hear? Mm -hmm. What are you not talking about? How this resonates with you? Is this relevant for your department? Or are we just, you know, inventing ourselves here and thinking we are very clever? Mm -hmm. so open up. Be transparent about your agenda and your discussions and let others participate. Because you are in the same company, you're in the same team, isn't it? It's not a competition that coming and listen to you. It's your friends that coming and listen to you. And together you are fulfilling a common purpose and a common mission. 
I think perhaps another factor that might be relevant is um, the authorities. Like if there's like very high, steep um, levels of authority, I think, you know, it's very difficult to really um, foster that, that curiosity and um, that culture inside your organization because then people are used to you know do as as they are supposed to and not to think outside their boxes really and um yeah i think if if you know everybody shows a bit that they're open to feedback and um open to other opinions that's also like a good step in a direction to show everyone we are listening and we are trying to engage you. And we do think that all of our employees um, are able to contribute and to kind of make better what we're doing right now. Yeah, I like that. And I 100% I agree as well that in, in a perspective, it's like not just talking about it, it's like really acting and, and engaging in, in personal conversation where you learn of what's going on. That's why I liked in, in, in the cooperation we have worked in before uh, where Ulrike and Mercedes and I met, it was like that where you have like front weeks where you go into the, the core business and for example, a, a retail store and work in the retail store to get a kind of grounded, go, go back into engaging with the customers because if you're let's say if you work in the headquarter, you're so far removed from the reality of what's, what's the business about and as well how far the customers are removed from the, that you, you can't really steer the curiosity in your organization because you're so, too far away. I think that's always a perspective as well. How can you get closer to what the core business is and then really work with the people around that and, and engage with them on a daily basis and maybe just work with them because then you have a possibility to have a conversation, not yeah. a staged one, like a natural one. Absolutely. So keeping people engaged, yeah. part of the loop, you know, and constantly also reminding yourself as a leader, but also we as normal co-workers, just that we always try to ask, what if, hmm. how can it be done better? How can it be done different? Or coming back to, let's say, if you have a meeting, you can also take different perspectives and say, we are the sales department. So maybe we come up with a new solution. But then in the end of the meeting, we can defend our solution by just saying, if we are now the logistics guys, what would we think about? Hmm. Or if we are now the bookkeeping, is this something that is tangible? So helping ourselves through smart questioning, through different creative methodologies, yeah, to, to take different perspectives. And by that, learning if, if something is missing or can be done even better. Innovation. So if we move towards innovation and, and, and merging curiosity or at least bundling curiosity with innovation, how do you see, is it an enabler of innovation inside the, inside the company? Is it hindering if there's too much curiosity? Is is it hindering to have no curiosity? What are your thoughts? So I would say that it is an enabler at first, you know, because to, to be innovative, you want to also make 
use of the ideas that your employees have and um if if you don't do that um and your employees are not curious you're kind of wasting a lot of talent that your organization organization possesses so um i think it does enable but i think that on the last podcast we also touched on how you know sometimes too much change can be um harmful to an organization and can kind of exhaust um, people in that organization. So I think that it's the same with curiosity, that there is like a balance that you have to find. And that, you know, it does like open up a lot of channels to get ideas and um, to innovate, but um, it should not be like overload so that um, people get overly exhausted and their minds get too cluttered with too much curiosity. I don't know, I think, I think there is different models in a company that needs to be running all the time. In the, in the world of innovation, you talk about this exploration movement and exploiting. And I think to have the capability to switch between those models, not that everybody needs to be on the front end running, inventing, you know, exploring and so on and so forth. Sometimes you can take your idea and make it a reality, but it's a completely different process. Even there is a degree of curiosity, but there is a much more bigger degree of rigor and process and thoroughness. And to have the capability of being switching, rotating, making sure that the forces are always on the toes, but not every day, five days a week, every way. So have that, uh, use that, if it is a big company, use that kind of rotation, to give the people the opportunity as well to see all these wonderful ideas and all this curiosity and aspiration to become a reality, because it's a, a huge satisfaction to be part of an innovative project and see how they scale up and deliver the value that we're expecting. And then you go in a completely different mode to be able to implement and scale and to achieve it's a different kind of mindset. And then you go back and explore a new idea. So if you have that opportunity to play around with these two models, making sure that there is a good dynamics and there is a good ownership as well, because it's the other thing that often happens is a lot of people are just, you know, working with ideas, but nobody really create any value. So have a little bit of ownership and the patience <laughs> and the process and the rigor that takes to create an idea, make it as well a value. Our work comes behind the power. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think you could also say um, allow curiosity to flourish. As, as when it flourishes, then innovation can happen because it all starts with that we are capable and that we are wanted to express and explore. So if we let it flourish, then innovation can happen. And uh, I, I do believe that um, it takes then the courage, coming back to what we've heard before, it takes the courage to take a decision to try out. Because I think in companies, we are not missing. Maybe sometimes it's not so visible, but generally we are not missing curiosity. We are missing the courage to do things. And if we allow that, then of course you need to organize it somehow. You need to have filter mechanisms not to overload the organization. 
but probably missing is is the courage to get going and to try out and to learn from failure that's a good one i would like to 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 finish our conversation today again with a a roundup of thoughts uh, learnings um, on curiosity so every one of you getting getting a chance of a rapid fire um, perspective on on your thoughts on curiosity let's start with deborah again um yeah so i think that curiosity is a major asset to any organization i think that um the decision to stay curious must be made. Um, however, I do think that there's a lot of truth also in what Mercedes that said that, you know, it kind of comes in waves a bit. Um, I think that, yeah, it's a major driver of innovation and to stay on your toes and to stay agile and, um, I think that once you know the the company finds a combination of enabling curiosity and also um, kind of fostering courage to perform on that, they are they should be doing quite good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's go over to Ulrike. Yeah, so as we all want to do good, how to unlock then curiosity? And this is probably through creativity. And here, there is a lot of methods that can help us to, to allow ourselves to play, to explore again. And uh, here is for sure a nugget somewhere to infuse creativity to problem solving or to solution finding. So. That is something I take with me. Mercedes. Well, I, I believe that like, like happiness and laughing and this kind of things, curiosity is contagious. Let it be. I mean, when you are surrounded by people that are very curious and start to ask questions, you start to wonder yourself, like, oh, wow, well, that was a good question. What about this? What about that? And I think it's, it's, a, it's a great source of, of, of energy. Be surrounded with people that is curious creates more curiosity. So making sure that you are yourself, putting yourself in, mm -hmm. in, in uh, arenas, in environments, where there's a lot of curiosity and they will keep you flourish. Awesome. Thank you very much for joining today again, talking on the Innovation Breakfast. Um, was a pleasure having you on on the show again thank you very much everyone